I think I didn't hear you. Praise the Lord. Thank you very much. Father in heaven, we thank you for this morning when we can service. Lord, indeed, it is because of you. You are the one who had drawn us to yourself that we may understand you and to walk worthy of you. And so this morning we pray in the name of Jesus, asking that you will open our hearts and our understanding so we may know you and to love you and to serve you. This we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Also the Amy was too small. I said Amen. I want it big, big, big. Hallelujah. We are still in the evangelism week. And one of the things that is very critical to us that I would like for us all to consider this morning is that there is no everlasting man on the earth. In other words, what it means is that there is nobody who will remain here forever. Amen. You see, because we will not remain here forever. It is very important that we think seriously about eternity. I mean, I, I, when I was praying for my brethren, the Opokua peers, I, as I was praying and I said, oh, I don't know the... Uh, the number of years and uh, Deacon Pablo pointed out that look at the board and I saw that 12 years immediately I said to myself ah just now is 12 years let me tell you brethren life as we see it on earth is limited. Praise the Lord. So I want you to think deeper than you have ever thought about life. So I want to share with you briefly on the issue of the truth of the end of every man. The truth. This truth ought to be told to everybody. Let me let you know that there is no man who will forever remain on the earth. And if a man is not going to remain on the earth, what is the most important thing that that individual ought to occupy himself with? And it could best be explained to us only by Jesus Christ himself, who is eternal God. Amen. So I want to read to us Luke chapter 16, verse 19 to 31. There was a rich man who was clothed in purple and fine linen and fed sumptuously every day. But there was a certain beggar, and there was a certain beggar named Lazarus, full of sauce, who laid at his gate. Desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table, moreover the dogs came and licked his sores. So it was that the beggar died 
and was carried by angels to Abraham's bosom, the rich man also died and was buried. And being in torment in Hades, he lifted up his eye and saw Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his bosom. Then he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in this flame. But Abraham said, Son, remember that in your lifetime you received your good things, and likewise Lazarus' evil things. But now he is comforted, and you are tormented. And besides all this, between us and you there is a great gulf fixed, so that those who want to pass from here to you cannot, nor those from there pass to us. Then he said, I beg you. I like this portion. Then he said, I beg you. Therefore, Father, that you will send him to my father's house. In other words, send him to my father's house on the earth. For I have five brothers that he may testify to them. In other words, that he may preach to them. Lest they also come to this place of torment. Abraham said to him, They have Moses, in this case they have Dennis and the prophets. Bimpong, Stanley, everybody. Let them hear them. And he said, No father, Abraham, but if one goes to them from the dead, they will repent. But he said to him, If they do not hear Moses and the prophets, neither neither will will they be persuaded, though one rise from the dead. Amen. I said amen. In this short moment of time, I just want you to listen to something very important. The truth about everybody who is sitting here is that there are only two places in life that one will go. It is never true that your life on earth is the final stage of everybody. It is never true. So if you have ever thought or somebody has said to you, just do this. After all, when you die, it's okay. It's over. It's a very dangerous statement from anybody. And never believe that. Amen. As you have so heard the story, so simple. There was a rich man, and may I announce to you that there is nothing wrong with being rich. Amen? There's nothing wrong with being rich. To be poor poses a lot of challenge. That's when sometimes... You're not careful, you find yourself doing all kinds of things. But these two, they really don't determine the life of where you will go. So when the Bible said, this rich man was alive. Do we have rich men in our life now? 
I want to hear, do we have rich men? Do we also have poor men? So you see, Jesus is talking facts and truth. Do we die or we live forever? Do we die? Have you ever come to meet anybody who was born in uh, um, 1900 and is still alive? By all means, we will go someday. And I beg you, never take it for granted. If you have ever thought that, as the cheap people will say, it is not so and don't believe it. But what is important is, what is it that will let a man have eternal place of joy, peace, love? What is it that will let that individual get to that place? It's so simple that sometimes people take it for granted. It is only Jesus who can give you the passport to be able to enter into eternity. Amen. And so he told us, there are no three places, honestly. Neither are there four places. There are only two, 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 two places. And the two places, the, determinate, the, the determiner, in other words, what will let you go, to eternal life is what you hear on the earth, even as I am preaching. That's why at the time Moses was the preacher. And the prophets were also the people who were preaching. And so it so happened that, and this one is not, it's a fact. Because Jesus who sees eternity was telling the people who were living in the face of the earth at the time exactly what was happening in eternity. He said there was this rich man who fed sumptuously every day. In other words, he ate very well. And he was so rich that the poor man knew that if he got closer to his gate, at least when the man had finished eating, the portions of the place that or the portions of the meal that he didn't like he will leave it. And this poor man will feed on it to be able to survive. And the Bible said, so he would be at his gate. Are you listening to me? I want to hear you. Are you listening to me? Thank you. So he will be at the gate of this man. Now, being at the gate of this man was also... What we are doing right now, this month, is that we are going to homes, knocking, ringing bells at people's homes. And then somebody will say, what do you want? And we will simply say to the individual, we want to share the good news of eternal life with you. And those who, there's a temptation of when you are in a certain level of life, you would easily say, I don't have time. Go, 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 and come another time. There's a temptation of looking down 
on those individuals who may come to say, we want to present the good news that Jesus died for you. And you may say, you go away. There's a temptation of thinking that you don't have anything to do. That's why you are running around to say that. You want to come and preach to me. Get clear. Whichever be the reason, listen to me carefully. This rich man knew that the only passport to eternal glory and peace is by the preaching of the gospel. He knew it. He knew it. So the Bible said, when he had died and gone, and landed in hell, burning with fire, worms eating him up, because he didn't know the Lord, nor feared the Lord in his lifetime, quickly, when he lifted his heart, Eyes in the far place that he could see. Let me tell you, when you die, your senses have no cease. I knew, I know, Brother Mike, when we die, and many years after when we go, I will still, when I see Brother Mike, I will still know that this was a deacon, Brother Mike. So it's not a, it's not a situation. Where it's as if when you die, then you have changed. We are not too sure. It is not like that or else Jesus will not say so. Hallelujah. So now this man died. Of course, the poor man, he died. He, could, he couldn't afford medical things. Listen, even if you can afford medical things, the truth of the matter is that you will still die. So the poor man was the first one to die. The rich man, by all means, he also followed. And the Bible said, when he died, lifted up his eyes, in the midst of being burnt with a fire that nobody could stop it. Then he saw Lazarus, who used to be at his gate, and was struggling in fact, as a matter of fact, <laughs> this thing is serious. So, when the man pulled up his car and comes out of his house, he will see this man lying there, and his watchman will be taking the bowl of food to give to this man, and his dogs will come and be licking his sauces. His sauce. So the man saw it several times. But around the same time as he sees that, then there will be some two other people who will be standing there. They say, say, can we have a little talk with you? He said, what is it about? We want to tell you that there is eternal life. There is also domination, a life of domination. And if you, if you receive the Lord, you will go to... He said, please, I don't have time. Business partners are waiting for me. So... As he had that mentality and never made time to listen to the word of the Lord that is able to give him power and translate him and to give him eternal life, eventually he died. And Lazarus also died. But you see, are you listening to me? Something happened. When Lazarus 
was at the gate. When the two people who were rejected by the rich man saw Lazarus, because he was a human being, they said, Lazarus, we wanted to share the gospel. The man, he has no time, but can we share with you? In the, in the midst of his pain, he said, yes, yes, you yes, speak, I'm listening. And they preached to him that all have sinned. And all are at the dangerous part of God. Except a person repents and receives God into his life, God will never know him. He said, is that so? Then I want to receive God. They said, okay, we will pray with you for you to receive God. And this man received the Lord. And this man drove off. Eventually, when the two of them died, it was at that time, it was very clear. Those who made decisions whilst they were on the earth, may I announce to you, today is your opportunity to decide where you want to go eternally. Praise the Lord. Did you hear me? I don't really care. If you, have, if you have been in this church even for too long, you have heard all the sermons you need to hear, but you have not made a deliberate decision for God. Listen to me carefully. Now, I want to quickly read something from Luke chapter 12, verse 16. I want to buttress what is there so that you will understand this. Hello? I want to hear you. I said hello. I'm not speaking for too long. So do everything possible to give me your heart and your mind. The Bible says in Luke chapter 12 verse 16. This same Jesus who told us this truth said this. Then he spoke a parable to them saying. The ground of a certain rich man yielded plentifully. And he taught within himself. He taught within himself, saying, What shall I do since I have no room to store my crops? So he said, I will do this. I will pull down my banks. And I will build greater. And there I will store all my crops and my goods. And I will say to my soul, praise the Lord. I will say to my soul, soul, you have many good, you have many goods laid out for many years. Take your ease. Eat. Drink. Be merry. Tobua say, Why ye juma manfasua baso? Tobua say, Would the biako see what tontombi would the biako go bank? And how would be him? Diddy. Jiwani. They will pay me a year. And I will say to my soul, This is what I will do. Ha! 
There's a palaver here. God in heaven now will say, but God said to him, the question is, now I was asking, God spoke to him, how? Like the way God has been speaking to some of us, and we are still not hearing. This morning, God is talking to somebody. So you better hear. God said to him, fool, wait Jimmy, this night, your soul will be required of you. Then whose will those things be which you have provided? <laughs> May I tell you something? When the man has said this in the day, and he, he, he had this jacuzzi bed, and threw himself and slept, and probably lifted his eyes and said, <laughs> I have planned very well. As he put his head on his pillow, his heart received a word to say, tonight you are dying. Tonight you are going. And all the money that you have kept, and all the plans you have arranged, whose would that be? It doesn't even bother me about what God said, but what bothers me is this one. Will you read the scripture on the board for me if you can? One, two... So is he who lays up treasure for himself and is not rich towards God. Sit well and listen to me in this short moment of time. So is he. So is anybody who is sitting here and is not mindful to know more about God, but he is mindful to know more about his resources. It's as simple as that. He's mindful. You know, let me tell you, apart from maybe even the younger ones amongst us, everybody is thinking about how I'm going to be rich one day, how I'm going to be rich one day, how I'm going. Let me tell you, whether you are rich or you are poor, there is only one way you will die. Everybody will die. But when you die, where would you be? And so, my bother now is. So is he who lays treasure for himself and is not rich towards God. When the Bible says you are not rich towards God, may I ask you a very simple question. What does that mean? You see, there are two languages here. The physical and the natural. Praise the Lord. Are you listening? You can be very rich in this natural do you remember the story we just read? The man was rich. He had houses. He had farms. He had warehouses. He had bank accounts. Every, he had, I mean, he had cars. He had camels. He had chariots. Everything was perfect. But he neglected that which will make him rich. And what actually will make us so rich is so simple. The word of God. May I ask you, there are many people who don't even have time for the Word of God. There are many people who think that it is a small thing to ask for the church. May I say to you, today, repent and make a focus that if there is anything you must seek for, it's the Word of God. Amen. In the verse number 20, let me tell you something about this. 20. Go back. <laughs> but God said to him, Fool, tonight your soul will be required of you. 
This soul that we are talking about never dies. Praise the Lord. This soul lives in this body that I am in, that I have dressed it nicely with this, my white boo-boo. The soul lives here. This soul thinks, reasons, and plans that. In fact, I said, may your investment be may your investment be for my That's how the soul thinks. So when the Bible says that today your soul will be required of you, God was trying to say that I'm going to ask the soul to leave the body and come and stand before me. And then we will begin to talk. What did you do with what you had exactly as it happened between the rich man and Lazarus? What did you do? So many of us, we hear the word of God, and it's as if it's one of those things. So many of us are not hungry. Let me tell you, when I look at our lives, we are, we are chasing everything. There are people who, in fact, human beings say, we are never satisfied. We are never satisfied. But let me tell you, today, begin to sit down and change your priorities and begin to speak some things to yourself that I want to be rich in my soul. I want my soul to be fat before the Lord. I want that when God will speak, I would hear. I want that God himself, when he looks, he will know that my soul is filled with the word of God. Amen. I want to read another scripture shortly. Matthew 16:26. It's one of my favorite scriptures. It's, it gives me a very it gives me great joy. See what it says. For what profit a diemfaso for what profit is it to a man if he gains the whole world? And loses his own soul. Or what would a man give in an exchange for his soul? Sit well, let me explain something to you. For what profit? Bible says, this soul that I'm talking about that God required from the rich man. He says that. What kind of profit is it? In other words, if the whole world came together. America. China. Germany, UK, Ghana, it's okay, Africa. If all of them came together and they said that, Dennis, we want to make you the leader of the world. The whole money in the whole world is under you. It is only a matter of you speaking that this must be done here and it shall be done. If the whole world even do me like that. And let me become like that. The Bible says that after you have gotten the whole world, that your soul is not known before God, you are miserable and you are poor. Praise the Lord. So then what will Dennis now do? Dennis has to decide which one is better for me. I think what I will do is that I will now focus on God that I may know Him and be rich towards God. 
Amen. I don't know how many of us are understanding what I'm saying. My desire this morning is that somebody will make a decision. Listen, I thank God we work, we eat, we sleep, we go about, we have aspirations. I must have a nice car to drive. I must sleep on the bed and all. Those things don't matter. They, they are normal way of life. But what is very critical is, what is your state if God were to ask you that today, today, you remember last week I spoke and I said that, Papa Jay, nobody thought that this man was going to go just like that. In fact, as a matter of fact, our former president, the reason why I'm quoting these people is that these are people we all know because they are our leaders. Professor Mills, people saw him in the morning, he was fine. All of a sudden, his soul was asked to come. And then the question is, where was his soul going? So, brother, sister, I'm here to tell you, how do you want your soul to be? How do you want God to see your soul? I have a very little suggestion. As you are sitting here right now that you can hear me, you can decide to say, I want to turn my soul to God. I want, I want God to possess me in my soul. Because the scripture says, So is he who is not rich towards God. So is he. It means you sit down and decide that this is the way I want to go. You remember we were reading the scripture and it was so clear to us that what makes the difference is that that man who was perishing remembered that it was only the gospel that was preached that Lazarus received that turned his whole life and gave him surety in eternity. It takes as simple as what I'm telling you. If today in this house, you are also saying that, I am not sure what will happen to me. And therefore, if Christ were to come, I don't think that I have a stand. And you say, Pastor Dennis, based on this, listen, any time you are not sure, the best thing to do is to turn to Jesus. The Bible says that his arms are ready to receive you and to give you the assurance that you can make it. And let me tell you, if there is a man who said, I'm going to die, and when I die, three days' time, I will rise. Based on his own word, he died and resurrected on the third day, exactly as he said. And then he, the same man said, I will go to heaven. All eyes will see me. And we saw him entering the sky. If that man tells me that if I come into your life, I will make you rich, why won't I believe him? Why won't I believe him? I will believe him because he has done what no man could do. Praise the Lord. 
as you sit here today, maybe we have invited you to church and you think that it, oh, they invited me to church so they want me to come so their church will be big at Peggy. We are not like that. We invited you to church so that as you hear the word of God, it will go into your soul and your soul will be rich towards God. Hallelujah. Sometimes, you know, we take it for granted and think that when I do good, small, especially when I ask people, are you a Christian? What makes you think you're a Christian? Oh, as for Christianity, just be nice to people. Be humble. Don't steal. Don't. In your being good, you are still a sinner. The only thing that can turn you around and to give you life is this man, Jesus, whose blood can wash your sins. And so, in this short moment of time, as we are about to pray, you say, Pastor Dennis, now I understand. If Jesus can make my soul rich, then I am ready for him. He is also ready for you. Shall we bow our heads in prayer? And anybody who wants to be very sincere this morning, still morning, very sincere to say, Pastor Dennis, my soul is empty. I know that if Jesus were to come, I don't think he will find anything in my soul. And you want your soul to be occupied. And say, Pastor Dennis, would you pray for me? I am more than happy to pray for you. If only you would agree with God by saying, Father, I come to you. If you want me to pray such a prayer for you, wherever you are sitting, if you may have been in church for many years, it doesn't matter. Sometimes we think that it is the church that determines. No. It is the understanding that you have and your reception. And so you say, Pastor Denise, I want my soul to be touched and to be filled with Jesus. As we have bowed our heads, all I need is that if you want me to pray for you, you lift up your right hand and I will pray for you. Wherever. God bless you, brother. God bless you over there. I say, God bless you. God bless you. Many more to lift their hands up. Don't waste time at all. Those of you with your hands up, would you stand where you are? Just stand to your feet, you see, and I will pray. Don't be shy. Just stand. You see, hey, a day is coming. None of us can predict. Maybe you two, you are in church. You've been here for many years. But the truth is that when we even talk, you remember... When we talk about preaching, you don't care. You are empty. You need help. You need to dedicate your life to Christ. You can also stand up. God bless you, those up there as well. Now, I want us to pray together wherever you are standing. Put your two hands on your chest. As a sign of wanting to surrender your soul completely to the Lord. And I want you to know this. We are praying together. And so I want you to say it with the sincerity of your heart. 
Let it be your own cry to God that I have found out that my soul is empty. That I have come to you. And so say this prayer with me. Please, just say it with all of your heart. And say it after me. My Father in heaven, I see the emptiness in me. And I have heard your word. Lord, I could not neglect your voice. I simply ask for forgiveness. I know I'm a sinner. I know if you were to come today, I will not make it. But Lord, thank you for speaking to my heart. Things may not be well with me like it was not well with Lazarus. But I repent from my sins and to possess you in my heart. Therefore, I open my heart. Come into my life. Jesus, I receive you as my Lord into my soul that I may be rich towards you from now on. This I ask in Jesus' name. Now I want to pray for you. Father, it is not a human being that has asked that these brethren come to you. The Bible says that no man can come to Jesus except you, God. You drew him. Therefore, I acknowledge that you have drawn these brethren and these people to yourself this, afternoon, this morning. And my humble prayer is that, Lord, they want to be rich towards you. So, Lord, even as you have come into their lives, give them such a desire for your word. Jesus, you remember what you told the Jews who believe you. In John 8, 31, you said to them, you were so clear, if they continue in your word, they will be your disciples indeed. And they will know the truth and the truth will set them free. Father, create that hunger right now in their lives. Because they have boldly said, they want to know you. They want to be rich. Please, Father, create the hunger for your word. Create the hunger for your righteousness. Create the hunger for a desire of God that one day they will see you in heaven. So that you would help them to work towards that. This I ask for all of them in Jesus' name. Amen. Please be seated and God bless you.